Welcome to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Your host is Ellen Morano. Today, along with her guest experts and co-hosts, Ellen will help contribute to your better life. This is done through the art and science of being happy. You can attract whatever you want in your life by having the right energy. By clearing your energy body, you help your physical body to better health. You'll learn breathing techniques, self-healing, meditation, and learn exercises that you can use today to help your own path to a better life. Now, here is Ellen Morano. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to our listeners all over the world. Thank you for my teacher for the simple but powerful techniques that we could share even over the radio and be heard all over the world. Thank you to all the guests and now Miss Kay for your time and imparting your knowledge and experience in pranic healing. Thank you very much to Voice America for being so patient to this host. They made numerous calls to convince this host that this is a great avenue to share our teacher's work. Thank you again for your patience. You know, I would say, now I'm saying thank you because this is the seventh episode. I remember those days where there was a convincing me to be on board. But anyway, our guest is Ms. Kay Kubo. She's a very good friend, very knowledgeable, my mentor on supplements, my go-to person on essential oils and other topics. She is my encyclopedia on health topics. She travels everywhere to, to teach, like Master Ko, teach pranic healing. She teaches in Taiwan and Japan too. She is a traveler. Now, the topic is brain power and energy generation exercises. Here's the question. Did we really fully understand why the brain is so important? You know, because... We walk, we talk, we can function, but how do we understand well about the brain? Or since it is part of our creation as a human being, we need to have a brain. But human beings sometimes do not see the value of the brain until they start forgetting where their car keys are, or they cannot focus well on what they're doing, or other issues on memory or nervous system issues. So now we will focus on the brain. Ms. K will help us about understanding what the brain is really all about. Thank yes, Ms. K? Thank you so much for inviting us, Ellen, into your show and hopefully to help people understand more about the brain and maybe some techniques to help everyone uh, improve brain functioning. That's great. So what does the, how does the brain function, Kay? So, um, you know, the brain is, is one of the more complex vital organs. Um, one of my teachers explained to me that the brain is like the boss or sometimes the mom of the whole home. So it runs the home or it runs the whole operation and it controls just about everything we do, even when we're asleep. So it has so many different parts that work together. 
That's a very, very cute explanation. Like the brain is the, it's like the mom of the house. So how important it, is it to nourish the brain? Like moms need to be energetic. Yes. So do how do they nourish the brain? So it's just the exercise or they have to eat proper kind of food? So this vital organ needs... Uh, special kinds of nourishment. So we can talk about what's in the literature. Of course, everyone knows we need lots of water. Okay. Okay. And exercise in recent literature has shown to improve brain functioning. Wow. So I understand the brain function has functions on the physical and psychological aspect. So do you have any particular focus on the brain? Like, you know, when we move, we need, there's a motor part of the brain. Or even in speech, we have the vernicae or the, was that the boca? But any particular part of the brain that's really important that we have to pay attention to? All right. So in the functioning of the brain, uh, we study three main areas, okay? Mm-hmm. So there's the there's actually the brain stem. So it is uh, in the back of the brain. Mm-hmm. Connects the brain actually to the spinal cord. Mm. So it has to do with breathing. It has to do with blood circulation. And even digestion. Wow. So that brainstem is a vital part of operating the body. So the boss of the body, the main part of the brain, uses that to communicate with the rest of the brain. Wow. And above that is the cerebellum. So the cerebellum, is responsible for the muscle movement, our posture, balance. So when people dance, they're using that area of the brain. They're exercising that part of the brain. Hmm, interesting. And then above that is the cerebellum, the cerebrum, excuse me. It has the four lobes. So those lobes are divided up mm, like an orange. They're sections. So the largest part of that is responsible for the thoughts and actions, so the cortex of the brain. So that part of the brain, in recent studies, uh, I think it's Dr. David Satcher, the former U.S. Surgeon General, He released a report about this and other surgeons and doctors that that part of the brain actually is not fully integrated with the rest of the brain in many people until the age of about 23 or 24. So thoughts and actions of people sometimes are not totally integrated until the brain is what the scientists sometimes refer to, they have scientific words, but they also call it the brain is matured. 
Interesting. Wow, those are in very new information to me. Then what are the other lobes? So there's the frontal lobe, so in the front of the head, the face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that one has to do with cognitive functioning. So in a way, it has to do with awareness. Mm-hmm. And there's the parietal lobe, so the parietal bone. Uh, it's related to the same name. It has to do with uh, touch, taste, tem- and temperature. Mm. And then towards the back of the brain is the vision center, the occipital, and the side of the brain, the temporal region. So these lobes work together to form that area, the cerebrum. So sometimes people use the word uh, anecdotally, like uh, something's very cerebral, they're really talking right about the thinking process. Mm. So I understand there are thousands of cells that we use in our everyday life from the brain. Yes, so the the brain, you know, when the baby is born, the brain will have literally twice as many cells as the adult. Mm, twice as so, many cells. Twice as many cells. That's, yeah, yeah in something that uh, was in the literature, than as an adult. So they were, the author was uh, indicating that the reason the baby has to have so many cells is because it's going to learn a lot as mm-hmm. a child. So an average adult human brain has about one billion brain cells. Wow. So does it mean that we have to constantly learn, make use of the brain to maximize the cells or to continue regeneration? Yes. So we, the brain in its own way is like a muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm. We need to use it, or to a certain extent, its activity is lowered, the functioning level is lowered. But also, just like the other areas of the body, it does need to relax. When it is relaxing, scientists say that is when it's regenerating. Mm. Is it so, the time when we sleep? Yes, the time when we sleep. So we do exercise, eat proper nutrients, and in the case of brain, those are oftentimes high omega foods, okay? So high antioxidant foods. So when the body is sleeping, then it has a chance to regenerate because it's not utilizing all those things for thinking and talking and doing all the things that the lobes of the brain and the sections of the brain normally do all day long. Wow. Well, just, I think just learning about the brain, I mean, it will regenerate lots of cells just learning about the brain, right? Yes, absolutely. 
they uh, they have a, a one study where they were looking at the brain, uh-huh. and at the point when they started, uh, they just introduced exercise, for example. Mm-hmm. They did not change the diet of the person, but just by exercising, uh, using scientific equipment, they were able to determine there was increased blood flow to the brain, mm-hmm. which... Mm-hmm. The scientists say increased what taking nutrients and different things into the brain and removing waste from the brain. So when applying a pre and a post test, the individuals who participated in the test had demonstrated increased bl- blood flow, but increased brain activity by being able to finish the examination much quicker and with more correct answers. Wow, this is really valuable information, especially to people who get who gets anxiety for their exams in school. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you have more to share, Kay? Uh, well, you can look at nutrition as well. So in nutrition, many people have done studies about that. So you know, eating the high omega foods because mm, about 60% of the brain, scientists say, is made of omegas. Okay, mm. so eating proper foods to, you know, feed the brain what it uses the most. Wow. Yeah. So the brain is able to... Mm, heal itself, you know, after it has been damaged. The, in uh, 1990, uh, the research had indicated that mm, the brain doesn't really help itself once it's damaged. But in more recent articles, authors have said that the brain does survive damage and it has a remarkable, they call it, you know, like a plastic spoon, has a little, you can bend it a little. Wow. It's a little bit flexible. So they call that placidity, like plasticity, placidity. Okay, so it has this flexible component. So the brain has a remarkable ability to adapt when it's provided the right exercise, nutrients, rest. So some of those exercises are those brain teaser exercises as well. So that keeping using the brain is very important. Now, there's a difference when someone's had a stroke, you know, mm-hmm. because there's actually uh, cells that have uh, been damaged permanently. Mm-hmm. So they no longer receive the supply of nutrients that it needs. Mm-hmm. So in those cases, uh, the brain is, is taking care of it. But amazingly, there's no scar formation on those cells, even though they have died. Wow. That's great information. So, Kay, you know, we heard in the news there's a lot of troubled kids creating big troubles in school. So, would these exercises be, be helpful to them? Yes. It, we, we actually found out this was about 2005, uh, that actually it does help children, even with children with diagnosis 
So we can talk about that if you'd like. Uh, we can't give the, of course, child's name. Yeah. We can talk about it in general. Sure, that would be great. We have two minutes to talk about it. I think one minute. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in uh, 2001, we started uh, having what's called Youth Anti-Stigma Awareness Campaign Conferences, inviting youth, so from the high school, and then we found out we had to ask for earlier, middle school, children to participate in the exercises. So when the students from the 17 of the 23 Unified School District started to do the exercise, actually the school counselors, the school nurses, said anecdotally they were doing better in school. So we continue on with that project, teaching more and more people how to do some simple brain exercises. Wow. That's really amazing. You know, I wish... I mean, it could always start at home. I wish parents would embrace all these simple exercises so they could help their kids. Okay, very good information, Kay. We'll be back after the short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You probably don't spend too much time talking about that place down there. Why not? There's now a show where that's mostly what we talk about and so much more. It's the Womb Happy Hour with host Lorraine Giordano. It's all about your body and the magical power you possess. Guys, you might want to tune in too. There's no reason to be squeamish. Listen for the Womb Happy Hour broadcasting live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. 
To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Thank you. We're back. So isn't it a great information for us to learn more about what Ms. K has been telling us about the brain? But now Ms. K will tell us what is that exercise that will help or even neutralize or normalize the function of the brain? Yes, Ms. K? So the thank you so much, uh, Ms. Allen. So the brain... Exercise, this simple exercise that we've been teaching people since, oh my gosh, about 2001 and very, very strongly by 2005, meaning all the school districts, uh, 17 school districts, is called Super Brain Yoga. So Super Brain Yoga, uh, one of my mentors, Dr. Eric Robbins, he said, it's a simple, drug-free method to increase mental energy. And when I heard him say that, I said, yes, that is what's happening with the students and the teachers, school counselors, and school nurses that we've been working with. They just have more mental energy to do all the many, many tasks that are needed to be done in our busy lives. Wow. So this is the same super brain yoga Mastika was talking about her daughter, right? To help the autism issue? Yes, it is this very same exercise developed by Grandmaster Chokoksui, our teacher, and uh, was developed out of a simple exercise that uh, Master Ko mentioned was developed actually in India called the Ganesha exercise. But at that time, uh, maybe the, some teachers were using it as a, a kind of punishment if the student was not doing well in school instead of maybe as prevention or to augment, improve whatever treatment they were receiving. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go to the actual technique, everybody, uh, will, to all the listeners, so pay attention, Kay will be teaching the actual technique. But before that, what are the benefits and how often should they do this? So there are many benefits to the exercise. Some feedback we have received from Master Ko, and then before that also Grandmaster Cho Koksui, is the energy level of the brain increases. When we talk with acupuncture doctors, they talk about that the energy flow on both sides of the brain are balanced. So in that way, the brain is communicating more efficiently from both sides. So the information that is coming through the child or through the student or through the person is fully functional, it's integrated because they're using both sides of the brain more efficiently at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
So it improves schoolwork, memory improvement, even coordination for different kinds of sports activities. Also language skills. So we have actual information from parents and school teachers about these things. Uh, I can give some examples if you like. That would be great. Okay. So uh, in one case, we asked Master Ko to come and present at the statewide mental health conference. It's called the Older Adult Conference. So this conference is for therapists, licensed professionals, and other healthcare uh allied healthcare professionals to give presentations on things that are innovative to help people as the body ages. So the statewide conference, Master Ko actually taught the super brain yoga technique. Mm -hmm. And uh, the conference is usually in October, November each year. And the feedback from the conference was number one, let's have Master Ko back again next year. Wow. Um, and uh, the second thing came later, but overall, the licensed staff from the various state agencies, myself, formerly of Riverside County Mental Health, was that, oh my gosh, this is like having a uh, Starbucks in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. That's, they didn't study it, but they just said, just off the cuff, they said, wow, this I feel like I'm having a Starbucks or I feel like I'm having my cup of tea. I, I feel refreshed and energized, but not nervous. Okay. By doing the exercise. By doing the exercise. So what's the best time to do this? So uh, with working people, and then as Master Ko uh, explained to us about his daughter, uh, in the morning before school and work activities, mm -hmm. and then after lunch, and for work professionals, it seems to work very well instead of a, maybe a short afternoon tea or coffee break, mm -hmm. and school children before homework. So three times per day. So that happened. Uh, Dr. Eric Robbins' uh, son uh, improved his uh, coordination skills in basketball after doing super brain yoga. Wow, but they should not do this before bedtime, right? Not before bedtime. Yeah, what before happens? Mm. So the brain will have so much energy, uh, sometimes it's difficult to uh, begin to sleep, that restful feeling. Yeah. Okay, so to all the listeners, don't forget, do not do super brain yoga before bedtime. So what's the latest they can do, Kay? Maybe 3 or 4 o'clock? Yeah, so 3 or 4 o'clock. So afternoon tea time uh, before homework. So the brain will utilize the energy from the exercise for that activity before bedtime. Okay, so let's, do, let's go to the actual technique. So how should they do this? Okay, so the exercise itself is very simple. Uh, if the listeners would like, we can also let them know about certain details that might enhance the exercise. That's great. Okay. 
So the exercise is simple. It requires actually bending the body, okay? And it requires breathing in and exhaling at certain points. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so there are some precautions that, of course, we'll share. But first of all, the maximizing this, it's best to breathe in and out through the nose. All right. Mm -hmm. As we do the exercise, we'll inhale through the nose and go downward, like bend our knees. Okay. We inhale on the way down through the nose, bending the knees, like in a squat position. And then on the way up from the bent position, exhale through the nose. So we'll inhale through the nose. And then exhale through the nose on the way up. Mm -hmm. So inhaling down, exhaling up. Okay. okay. Next critical thing is the hand position during the exercise. So the left hand, the left arm, must be okay. It must be used first. So we'll put the thumb on top of the earlobe of the right ear. And wrap the fingers behind the right earlobe. So the left arm moves first. After that's in place, the thumb is on the top of the right earlobe. Fingers curled behind. Then we'll put the right hand, bring the right arm all the way across the body. And they cross the left arm in the front of the body. Thumb on top and then rotate the fingers behind, holding the left earlobe. So the arms will be crossed in front of the body, left hand on the bottom, right hand on the top. Then we're gonna synchronize the two things together now. So we'll have the hands in position, all right? Everybody will exhale completely. Okay. okay. And now inhale through the nose and make the squatting position. And then exhale coming upward. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That's one set. Okay. All right. Then... We will repeat that exercise 14 times. So that downward squatting movement with the hands in the correct position and the upward standing motion with the hands in the correct position, exhaling. That's one cycle. We'll do it 14 times normally. Mm-hmm. But in mental health, we've found that if someone has a diagnosis that could use more brain energy, uh, it's also okay, according to the book, the literature, uh, that it's done 21 times in those more serious cases. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, 21 times. Yes. So that's the max, or we can do more? Well, that's the max for one session. Okay. Yeah. 
good. So w one session will be, you know, up to 21 times, no more than that. Mm -hmm. And then do the activity, the function. And then after lunch or afternoon before dinner, then again. Wow. They have lots of energy in the brain. They can do so much homework. And maybe somebody can read the book in one reading. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's what uh, school teachers report. They had, uh, you know, the school year in a traditional school is uh, usually about nine months. Uh -huh. uh, they had a student come in who uh, came uh, from Peru, uh, but after school started. So they only had six months to learn English and uh, pass their grade level. So the teacher suggested the parents and the child do the super brain yoga three times a day. Mm -hmm. And this. Okay. So we'll wait for Kay. Something maybe on the phone. Kay, we cannot hear you. But anyway, as a recap, she said we do it. Okay. Are you there? Yes. Okay. So you got cut off somewhere on the student taking from Peru doing three times a day. So what happened after that? So within that six months, doing the super brain yoga exercise, the student learned English, caught up for their grade level, and passed and went on to the next grade. And in that school, that had never been accomplished before, the use of super brain yoga. So now if a student comes mid-year, and or has a language, uh, temporary language barrier, the teachers will suggest the parents and the child do the super brain yoga three times per day. Wow, that's a very, very valuable information. So how about emotions, Kay? Does it help emotions too? Yes, it helps emotions because part of the brain functioning so there's a central part of the brain, oftentimes referred to as the limbic part of the brain. Mm -hmm. I know yes. that. Uh -huh. You know that one, yeah. Yeah, I love that limbic system. Yes, it's taking care of many things, but it's yes. also the fight or flight part of the brain. Yes. Yes, coordinating with other, other organs, right? Endocrine mm -hmm. systems. So... When doing the exercise, super brain yoga, what they found by looking at the EEG is the brain energy becomes more even. So that gave everyone the idea when someone has an emotional issue to do the exercise so that the brain functioning can improve laterally and then watch them, you know, then interact with other students. And the results have been amazing. Students notice themselves. They do not have such a strong emotional context or emotion when they do the exercise regularly, but also if they're having some difficulty to then do the exercise to assist the brain so it's able to process even emotional issues. Wow. So this is really good for prevention or even 
practice it really in school because most of the hours are in school. And of course, the children wouldn't tell their, their teachers what's going on at home, if they have personal issues or whatever is, you know, mm-hmm. emotionally bothering them. So if the school just do this every day, then that will be addressed. Absolutely. So the 17 school unified school districts have convinced some of the other school districts to actually start doing it because of the results of the statewide testing. Wow. And less fighting on campus. But one of the teachers wanted to get up and share this. She said after she taught the exercise a few times, okay, mm-hmm. to kindergartners, yeah. the teacher said, Hmm, it's so interesting. One day, one of the children stood up by their desk and she said, oh, as a school teacher, when they're teaching, this is not usually a positive sign. It's, it's there's something needed right away. That's why the student will stand up. Mm-hmm. But then the student quietly started doing the super brain yoga exercise right next to their desk. Wow. And so, Miss Kay, we'll be back after a short break. Yes. Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of return to peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually, as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.
You're listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Did you enjoy the information that Kay gave all of you? Those are valuable and very practical. So, Kay, can you share us again the one where you left off when this little boy was about to have emotional outbursts or whatever, and then he just realized he just do the super brain yoga? Yes. So the school teacher mentioned that this when this young 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 child. Uh, would uh, get up, he might run or he might do something. So when he stood up, the teacher became very alerted. Uh, This may not be positive, so I better be ready. And then he quietly by himself, she said, did the super brain yoga right by his desk. And after doing it several times, he quietly sat down. So inside, he must have felt some kind of need that was being fulfilled by the exercise. So he knows now to do that on his own. He can manage his emotional stability, how he feels at that time in school by simply quietly getting up, doing some super brain yoga exercise, and then sitting down instead of running out or crying or having some other difficulty. Wow, isn't that very, very profound, very, very alive um, testimonial, you know, like it's not something that you have, it's very, it's like they call it no-brainer. So, yeah, I wish, you know, everything starts at home, so I wish parents could start it at home. And then schools could be a good follow-up because we children spend more time in school. So, Miss Kay, how about the physical exercise that will support the brain too, like mental physics? Mm-hmm. So, mental physics exercise, it has to do with compressing the, the air inside the body and releasing it all at once. So it's inhaling completely. And if individuals, you know, these all these exercises can be, uh, hmm, there's many stages of them. So one basic way is if someone knows the Kegel exercise, they can, after inhaling, yes, actually contract those Kegel muscle exercise in, during the exercise doing certain hand motions, and then releasing the air through the mouth. Okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm, there are several of them. Okay. So I know this is in your hands can heal you book, page 231. So if every, anybody can or get hold of a your hands can heal you book, all the exercises are there on mental physics. 
So can you give us like a few K how to do it? Yeah. So the mental physics exercise, uh, if, for example, uh, one has been uh, meditating, okay? So in previous episodes, I noticed uh, individuals have referred to med meditation, which is uh, bringing stillness to the mind and the body. So there are many forms. Uh, after the doing the meditation, uh, there's so much extra energy. It's a great time to do mental physics to store that excess energy for the health of the physical body, mm -hmm. emotional health. So the exercises start out, if not meditating, with uh, alternate nostril breathing uh -huh. to balance the internal energy inside the body. Then doing simple head movements, inhaling through the nose and moving the head back, and then exhaling and bringing the head forward. Okay, so inhaling back through the nose, bringing the neck back, head back, and exhaling through the mouth several times. After that, then exhaling completely and beginning the actual phys mental physics exercise. Inhaling, okay, putting the tip of the tongue on the roof of the mouth, compressing the abdomen, and bringing up those Kegel exercises, holding the air inside the body, making the body tense, compression, for about five counts, and then relief, releasing through the mouth quickly with a swishing sound. Wow. Yeah. Shh, like this. Shh. Shh. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that way we know even students, adults, everyone has exhaled. Yeah. Making this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So the Kegel exercise, that is an important part of this. The tongue and the palate is very important and the abdomen compressed. So there are additional exercises, but that is the first one. It's just compressing the whole body, holding that inside for about five counts and then releasing through the mouth. Yeah, what are the benefits of this? If we do the nine, is it nine, right? Yes, mm -hmm. the nine. So, what are the benefits? So, the benefits of the exercise are manifold. For individuals who do meditation, it is very grounding, and it it actually uh, helps the body absorb the extra energy generated during meditation for mm -hmm. physical health, mental health emotional health. Good. Another benefit is uh, for vitality. So when we're going to be doing something that requires extra energy, this is a great series of exercises to just to increase the mental energy, increase the flow of energy. And also mm, there is a story actually in several books about uh, a 92 year old lady who was doing this exercise taking classes at 92, driving, and she had no eyeglasses to read, no hearing aid, mm -hmm. and she had all of her teeth. Wow. So we should start now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Another person said uh, her fingernails had not grown in at least 15 years. So mm -hmm. she started doing the exercise just for her own general health. Uh -huh. It took maybe about five to 10 minutes to do the exercise. 
And then she says, oh, my gosh, after 15 years, her fingernails started growing at a rapid rate, not like, you know, it had been for the past years. Wow. Another reason someone does it is because she says she feels like she is just bright, like she's glowing, and she just feels like she can do anything that day. So emotionally, she feels very good, and it shows in her face. Wow. That's why it's good for beauty, too, like the beauty from the inside out. Yes, exactly. When Well, we have to start. So all the listeners better get a book of the Your Hands Can Heal You Now and let's start. You know, it, if we're in our 40s or 50s, 90s, still like 40 years or 20 years away or 40 years away. Yes, it helps everyone at every age. So that's why they said it helps the aging. Yes. So when Master Code came for the second time to the statewide mental health conference mm -hmm. uh, with the mental health director presiding over the conference, uh, he taught the mental physics exercises. Uh-huh. Yes. So I, I saw Masako also taught it in the uh, one of the morning TV shows. Oh, yes. I was uh, just in um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, teaching, and uh, one of the, her name is Dr. Wendy, she said, oh, she said, Master Co. was on my TV show in Albuquerque, New Mexico, teaching, yes, mental physics. Yeah, I remember the, the hosts or the people in the radio was like, they got dizzy, they got lightheaded, you know. So how does it affect the flow of energy by doing this? Yeah. So what's happening is when we compress air inside the body, this is the physical part, uh, it, it's like compressing all that air inside the body, right? It invigorates the body because it's being compressed. So if you took your fist, your hand, and you pumped it, you opened and closed it rapidly, like 10 times uh -huh. and you can, so that's the compression part, making the yeah. fit and you compare it with your other hand. Someone might notice it's significantly more energized on the pumping hand side than the hand that was not moving. So when we do the exercise, it's doing the similar kind of thing, but all over the body, even the organs. Yeah, I just did it. I just did the palm, you said. So mm -hmm. in comparison to the other one, there's more circulation. I see more the one that's pumping that when I squeeze it, I see it more reddish. That means there's more blood circulation. Yes. So it increases, once you release it, it increases the blood flow. Wow. Yeah. So we know that will even help with the brain. It's, yeah. Yes. It will mm -hmm. even help the brain, the flow of blood. Yeah. So yeah. it helps the body throughout. Well, it really gets stuck in my mind what you mentioned about the stem to the spinal cord. Like by doing this one, energy flows to the spinal cord, to the stem, and to the brain. Exactly. Wow. So that's that's very profound and
Well, you know, air is free, as you mentioned. We even teach this for free. Now, please feel free to email us. And Kay has her contact information. And you can email us if you want us to learn this to your workplace, to your schools, or to moms who's interested. Like, these are now free, you know. Very, very simple but powerful techniques. So, Kay, I read about putting the tongue on the palate connects to the hypothalamus. Yes. And in recent research, uh, scientists are suggesting that even more so because of that action and that connection. So putting the tongue on the palate for any exercise, especially the inhaling aspect, because sometimes if we exhale, the tongue will come down. Yeah. At least the inhaling part is very helpful. And if we're using the nose, like super brain yoga, then you can keep the tongue on the palate throughout without any difficulty. Wow. So, okay, let's recap. Super brain yoga, let's do a step-by-step game. First, they put the tongue on the palate? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Using the hands properly, left on the bottom, right on top, inhale mm-hmm. down, exhale through the nose up. If possible, facing east. And when the diet is good, not too much heavy meat, even better. And if the woman is on her period, usually not doing super brain yoga. So mm-hmm. those are things that augment the exercise, make it more powerful. Okay. And then how far can they squat? Like if there are limitations, agility limitations. So what can they do? Yes. Yeah, so if they're very agile, those numbers, the 14 or 21 times. But if not so agile because of some knee temporary issue, something, then putting a chair behind the knees and maybe doing 50 gentle squats like that. Oh, you 50 gentle squats without the hand. Uh, with with a hand position, but just, oh, yeah. yeah, very small squats because of knee issues. Uh, okay. So still they have to put their tongue on the palate, put the right hand connection to the earlobe, yes. and then 50, squat, 50 small squats. Yes. Wow. So there's no excuse for everybody. And yeah. so any suggestion, okay, any... Any additional information? I mean, maybe you tell them about your classes. Yes. So at uh, www.pranichealing.com slash events, you can find many free events in your areas. And if you don't see one right now, uh, you can call any of the instructors in the cities where you're at. Okay. Thank you, Kay. Thank you so much to all the listeners. Thank you for your time. You can listen to the recording again. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time in learning. See you again next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Please join your host, Ella Morano, and her panel of guest experts again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time 
on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a positive week.